Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Michelle, and today I have with me Pastor Crippen, and we are going to be discussing love bombing because it is February, and even though I would love to not feel the pressure of the February 14th day of love that everybody's supposed to feel obligated to do something that they should be doing every day of the year. Um, we are gonna. We figured this would be a fun topic to use during the Valentine's month, and that topic is love bombing and what does it mean and why do people do it and what does it actually does is it actually in the Bible is it covered in the Bible and the answer is yes it actually is. And if you look around at things like this, people will say how to love bomb somebody who's really hurting you, how to show them love. But this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who are abusers out among us, whether they be in your marriage or whether they be in your friendship group or whether they be in your church or your workplace. There are methods that abusers use to manipulate you because they have an ulterior motive to get something out of you. There's something they want. And we want you to be wise as a serpent and to be ready to identify attributes that people have. Ideally, before you end up in a a marriage with them, we don't want you to end up in If you're dating and single, we want you to be able to recognize these kind of attributes because the person that is going to be the abuser is going to show you a side of themselves that's going to be, of course, in their best behavior when they're trying to win you and get you in a relationship. But this kind of behavior that looks so wonderful at the front is something that's going to disappear because it's actually just a tactic that they're using to be able to ensnare you. So we want you to be able to discern what is going on inside of relationships, but also provide some ways to help you understand that if you're in a marriage with this, we want to validate that this is a form of abuse. So welcome today, Pastor Crippen again. And if y'all don't know this, he does have a column on americaoutloud.news. And if you haven't subscribed to the columns, be sure to be a subscriber because he is a regular uh, contributor to America Out Loud's columns every single uh, week. So be sure to check that out and subscribe. But I'm going to let you start off today again by reminding our audience who, what is an abuser and how to define that. And then we can launch into this whole love bombing topic. What do you think about that? All right. Thank you, Michelle. Yes, uh, it's important to know what we're talking about when we talk about abuse. Uh, So we want to be specific here. I uh, use the little acronym RAISIN, R-A-S-N, 
reviler, abuser, sociopath, narcissist. And I know that that's simplistic and each one of those has their own little nuances and so forth. But nevertheless, it describes uh, a lot of the angles that this abuse comes at us by. But here is uh, the fundamental definition. Abuse is a mentality of entitlement and superiority that evidences itself in the various tactics the abuser uses to obtain and enforce unjustified power and control over another person. And that's what the goal is. Power and control, that's always what it's all about. And the abuser thinks that he's absolutely justified in using this arsenal of tactics to maintain power and control. Abuse is affected in many ways, both physical and non-physical. And that's important that it can be non-physical. It includes speech, murder by speech. And we've talked about that before. So there's a definition talking about. Yes, uh, we did already do a topic that verbal abuse is murder. And every Friday, uh, every last Friday of the month, going throughout 2024, we're going to be addressing different aspects of abuse and how the word of God actually is against this, all these different forms of abuse and that there are different forms of abuse. And one of them is with the tongue, how you can actually destroy people with what comes out of your mouth. So likewise on that topic where we address pretty, uh, the aggressive, aggressive, destructive tongue, Today, we're going to be talking about the flattering tongue. So tell us how love bombing is a form of flattery. So flattery, and we're we're also going to relate this closely to something else the Bible talks about here, and that's bribery. So flattery really is a form of bribery, as as we'll see here. But we we might define love bombing or flattery as uh, over the top excessive expressions of quote love originating in a selfish deceptive motive okay so over the top excessive um uh, flowers every single day or the they might just shower their target with expensive gifts again over the top type thing excessive written communication cards and excessive expressions of love. It's like, you know, it's been said, if if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. All right. So that that's a real insight there. So now, of course, the question is, what is excessive? I mean, anybody that's been romantically in love and smitten, you may have done things that maybe somebody, well, I was pretty excessive there, you know, and I wrote notes every day and this kind of a thing. But but again, this is over the top, bordering virtually inappropriate. It's too soon in the relationship, for example. Um, I remember, here's an illustration, right? Funny movie, Ghostbusters, Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver. And early on when when Bill Murray's character meets Sigourney Weaver, he's just right off the bat. He's like, uh, okay, I'm going to go for broke. I am deeply and madly in love with you. You know, and she just rolls her eyes and tell him to get out. But, but see, that's the point. It's, 
it's like that's inappropriate it's not it's not real um and, and too good to be true so there you are that's kind of an overview of it yeah and i saw another definition that says it a, a little differently that i like too excessive like you said and insincere praise given especially to further one's own interest yeah that's a good one it, it, it is insincere this thing is originating in a selfish and evil motive just like bribery is right so yeah, there's going to be women let's just say that it could go either way because obviously a woman can be an abusive person that's coming to get you as well so this the person who's the target though i love how you use that reference there's a targeted person and if you're that targeted individual this person who's love bombing you with flattery they have something in their own interest to get and there are a lot of broken people out there in the world and they probably are going to be targeting people who might be more prone to having their holes filled up that have been maybe there from childhood or something bad enough happened in your past. I've seen scenes on movies where somebody is saying on a first date to the date they're talking to, they're confessing all their um, bad past relationships or broken heart. And this could actually fuel and feed a person that is actually trying to target a person like that, that, oh, this person may be easier to uh, make my victim. I don't even know if they consciously realize that, but they, because who knows? I mean, maybe there has been studies to say people who are using flattery to get something for their own interest, because it, obviously in any dating relationship, there is something being pursued. You want companionship. You want somebody for a list of, let's say, 20 reasons. But the person who is intentional, who knows they have, keep losing relationships over something wrong with them, it's I've got I've, they figured out tactics to make sure that those problems aren't seen, at least in the front. Yeah, exactly. Very true. And, you know, the danger, this is dangerous stuff. In, in, to get drawn in by a flatterer is is dangerous and it, it that can be on a sliding scale of just being uh, ended up uh being drawn in used in a in a lesser way still painful but it, let me give you an example of how dangerous this is here one from real life it happened here in oregon if you i i highly recommend and rules book dead by sunset okay dead by sunset that one is an education big time in how wicked people operate and the villain in that case was a guy named brad cunningham he's still doing he's 75 years old now this happened back in 1986 but he ended up finally um getting six years later getting a life sentence in in prison but here's this really neat lady super intelligent she was a really brilliant attorney right over here in in portland <clears throat> and uh she had had a failed first marriage but uh here's a quote from that book cheryl was still on the path to her dream of becoming an attorney early on but she had met someone else now someone who absolutely dazzled her there's a word right dazzled her a man so charismatic and seemingly perfect for her that there was no question but that she would go to him. She was completely spellbound 
surprised at the depth of her own emotion. She'd always been the one who kept her head. She'd never felt passion that made her teeth chatter and her skin burn. And so she uh, got sucked in by this full-blown psychopath, Brad Cunningham. And in 1986, September 1986, he would murder her. He would take, he lured her out by herself. He took a club and smashed her head into oblivion. And uh, it, it, this stuff reminds me, you know, those old movies, Dracula movies, Bella Lugosi and so forth, the eye, the glowing eye, how he charmed it, sucks in his victim, you know, coming to him. And, uh, but this is all, but Brad Cunningham functioned initially with flattery. It's like he cast these people. It, it seems sometimes with people like him, it's almost demonic. He, he casts his spell, he, a charmer, onto an, an otherwise brilliant, rational person. And after he killed her, he zeroed in on another lady named Sarah, who was a brilliant, skilled anesthesiologist at Providence Hospital over in, in Portland. And the same thing. Now, he didn't end up killing her, but the same kinds of things happened. And, uh, and like I said, that, that book, Dead by Sunset, is a real education. But this is what we're talking about, flattery. This isn't just some, some uh, trivial thing. This is how these evil people operate to target their victim and cast their spell over them and once they're hooked um well sometimes they never come out of it so it's very dangerous and this story she did not actually marry him right the first one did oh she yeah. did marry him okay so did the second one and he took the second one the anesthesiologist for over a million dollars I mean, it, it it is it's something else that uh, um, that. But there's people like that. Another one was the I five killer. Ann Rule wrote a book like that. Randy Woodfield, same kind of a thing. Same kind of a thing. This is so they use flattery and emotional bribery, I guess you might you might call it, to initially cast their spell on onto someone and uh is it and, fair to say is it fair to say that a person who doesn't have major pathology issues they're trying to cover up doesn't have a reason to try and flatter you their genuine true self their genuine personality just emanates from them in such a way that you can see that it's consistent with how they live how they walk how what people say of them etc and it's going to be the people who have something to hide that are going to be more excessive in the way that they approach you. Yeah, because they know if they present their true self, it, it isn't going to be very impressive. Now, eventually they will, but that's after they've got the person hooked. So, for example, you mentioned true self. Here's, a, here's another great uh, quote from this book. When they finally brought Brad Cunningham to trial, um, they called on an expert Psych, uh, forensic psychologist, uh, Dr. Ron Turco. And he talked about this. Uh, I mean, this, this is really important here. He said, outward appearances are not very helpful, at least in the everyday behavior observed by strangers. This is what we call a false self. The individual projects an image of what he really is not. 
It's only in the intimate private situations that you find out what he's really about. That's the so-called true self that's hidden. And Turco cited Dr. Jeffrey McDonald, the Green Beret doctor, convicted of killing his wife and small daughters. His public image was exemplary. And he went on to say that, uh, well, the DA said at the trial, asked Dr. Turco, yeah, but isn't it inconsistent to say, look at this guy, Brad Cunningham, an athletic stardom, intelligent business career. He oversaw millions of dollars in the corporate world. How could he possibly do something like this? And he said, it's quite easy. It's not unusual. It's a typical pattern in these kinds of people. And then finally, he says, it's one of the reasons why these people surreptitiously murder. Why not get a divorce? Okay, so you see this? You see these situations where this guy is just not power and control. I'm not going to let go even if I have to murder to do it. Why don't you just get a divorce? Why don't you just move on? Why not just leave town? Well, here's the answer. These people maintain a facade, an image. And in order to do so, they have to destroy anyone who can expose that image. They are, so to speak, destroying the evidence when they destroy their target's reputation or even kill them physically. That's one of the reasons they always profess to be innocent. In a sense, even they believe they had the right to do what they did. It's a narcissistic presentation that I call malignant narcissism. So, so you see there where this is why it's so dangerous. The flatterer, the briber, is presenting a false self. Once the relationship proceeds, once they've charmed their target and so on, maybe they proceed into marriage or whatever the relationship, and then in private, the true self is exposed over time, and with Cheryl here and Sarah, it took a long time. But when it's finally exposed, then they see it's exposed. They're going to, the, the victim's going to divorce them and so forth. In court, they're going to tell, I must destroy them. I've got to, I've got to destroy the evidence. And to do that, I may even have to kill this person. So this is not a, a, a uh, you know, a topic of that's not very heavy. It's, it's an extremely and flatter the subject of flattery and bribery love bombing is can literally become a matter of life and death by and yeah. so yeah pastor Crippen and i have in common uh, he's an ex-police officer and you can tell us more about that in a minute um but we both enjoy true crime and um the analysis thereof and it, it's always intrigued me to the mind of the criminal why did why do some people do what they do but he really just delved into why they must annihilate the person that knows who they really are. Um, what, what a terrifying thought and what a valid thing that all of us know somebody that's potentially going to be a victim to something like this. And if there's any evidence that you witness a, per, a pe person that's manifesting these kind of sim, uh, signs, you literally could be saving a life by drawing their attention to the fact that they may be under the spell of somebody who's a flatterer. So definitely don't think there's not something to get involved in here. There's enough true crime for us to read about. We don't need any more terrible people killing people. Um, bribery, he, you brought up. I'm going to read the definition I found about that. Uh, bribery refers to the offering, giving, soliciting, or receiving of any item of value 
as a means of influencing the actions of an individual. So maybe you all out there did not need that definition, but when you pretend, when you do it to look at the character of a person and how they're presenting to you, they're offering, soliciting, or there's something they're trying to manipulate you with to be able to influence you, really ultimately in this case, um, that they're actually better than they are, that they're not who you see them to be. You're not seeing their true self yet. So what can be done for people who are already, let's say, realizing the, let's say the unfortunate person who is in the marriage already with somebody who uh, love bombed them at the beginning. And I'm not sure if you mentioned here on radio that it can be exposed as early as the honeymoon that you've made a mistake. So why don't we start there with the realization that somebody says, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm confused. This is not consistent with who you were. Like what to do from that moment? I mean, churches and religious organizations would say you you're married you can't leave this divorce just because you can't divorce him because he has a personality problem or or he acts a little grumpier than he did when you were dating him people don't understand we're not talking about people who just you know started leaving their clothes on the side of the bed or had a grumpy attitude after a bad day right we we want to make sure we clarify uh before the break what we're talking about here that's so different Right, exactly. That's why we started off with the definition of of abuse. It, uh, it is far, far more serious than that. This is this is someone who wants to be a master and wants to and demands to be master, and their target to be their slave, and so that the their target is really a non entity. the the only The only purpose. Of, of a so let's say a wife who's married to an abuser the her only purpose according to the her, the abuser is to serve and to exalt him that's their only for other than that they have no meaning no personhood and uh and so what are you going what are you going to do well like i always say uh number one abusers never change you got to come to terms with that. If you're married to somebody in a relationship to somebody that's like this, if they're if they're a, a flatterer here, and we'll we'll talk about in the second hour or second half hour here, uh, some some ways that you can spot that. But um, here's here's this person. You're not going to fix them. They're not going to change. This is this is what they this is what they are. And uh, and so you need to come to terms with that. They're not going to change. And secondly, then a marriage or if you're in uh, maybe you're not married yet, but you're in a in relationship with with someone like this and you see it. Um, um, I always say a marriage to an abuser doesn't need to be fixed. It needs to be ended. All right. So those are the things that you have to can over time I've found that churches and pastors and others so on, you know, that they oh they just want to do battle when they hear me say that. But this is reality. That- yeah. Yeah. People do not realize how much a woman who's going to go and present to a congregation or to a pastoral leadership that when you tell them 
this person is not what you see on the front. This is this person's completely different behind closed doors that we want to encourage you. If you're one of those people that are out there that has this kind of problem going on, the way that you present it is that I am, I am being abused behind closed doors. It's not that it, I mean, this person may not be even physically harming you yet. They may, but you know that they're showing something extremely different behind closed doors. Um, we'll talk about when we come back, uh, uh, some, some other methods, obviously there's safer ways to leave a situation. And, and he just showed us how dangerous some of these people can really be and how to get yourself out of a dating relationship so that you don't actually end up in a marriage relationship with a person like this. But before we do go into some of these details, um, we're going to need to cut for an intermission for our sponsors. Um, don't forget to check out our online store at americaoutloud.shop where you can find all the products that make it possible for us to bring you wonderful interviews like this with Pastor Crippen with all this insight um, because we have this pro these products on our network at a discounted rate, including the Nurses Out Loud sponsor, ASEA, so check out ASEA's Powdered Dietary Supplement Performance Packs. The variety pack with Redox Energy, Mind, and Mood. It includes 10 of each. And being that we're discussing a topic that addresses mental health of people that are unfortunate enough to be in relationships with a flatterer, I want to encourage you to get, there's a lot of reasons out there to have um, mood alterations for yourself. It could be coming from your own self, or it could be because it's external of you and you need a little perk in your step for the day. I want to encourage you to give Redox Mood Powder Drink a try. You can choose the tropical flavored redox mood for sustained cellular calmness and good mood because when you feel strong, you are strong. Use promo code out loud to save 15% off your purchase. I'll catch you on the other side of this break. Stay with us. It's time and this is world. Asia believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them, from improving immune health and supporting gut health to reducing the appearance of wrinkles and even improving mind, mood, and energy. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with Pure Plant Protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R dot com. 
world-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. When God, through His grace and mercy, gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud with Nurse Michelle and Pastor Crippen discussing love bombing. And hopefully those of you out there listening that may be in a relationship experiencing episodes of love bombing, you're not yet married to that person. And if you're experiencing love bombing in a dating relationship, we want you to run as fast as you possibly can. You are more valuable than this and you can attract a person that is not going to uh, be, make you his future victim. Um, so if you're in that situation, run while you can. But if you're in a marriage, we want to remind you that um, online there are escape plans for domestic abuse. You can just simply Google domestic abuse and write the words escape plan. If you feel like your spouse is looking at your computer, you're going to need to have a visit to the library, find a way to go to the library and use a uh, computer there and start learning the steps and how to get out of a marriage like this. If you're a religious person, um, you're a religious leader of a church, we want you to recognize that if a woman is reporting that there's bad things going on with him and she keeps on going back to him and you're trying to figure it out, it's very likely because she's being love bombed and being um, made to believe in a deceptive way that he's going to stop his abuse or she cannot get out and she needs your help. So Pastor Crippen, um, we talked about how people who are love bombers that do these kind of behaviors that are abusers that use love bombing to get what they want. It's a cycle of abuse. This is going to continue to happen. But, you know, give me an example of what a person is living behind closed doors that other people don't understand is going on that they don't see. Well, for instance, then, and and I should say before I forget that, Again, they can Google, if you Google uh, domestic abuse cycle, all right, cycle, you, it'll come up. They have some neat wheel diagrams with all filled in that'll help you in more detail than I am here. But let's say uh, you have somebody that's that's married to an, an abuser, a, a raisin, you know, they're married to them. And uh, boy, on one Friday night, whatever, uh, there's all of a sudden the, the guy will say the husband's the abuser, blows up, slams her into the wall and rages at her right in her face and, and so on, this kind of a thing. All right. 
Now, what's going to happen then the next day or so? Um, first of all, in the, even in the morning, he can agree like it never happened. He's going to act like it never happened. And then maybe later in the day or sometimes she'll get some flowers delivered from him and a nice note and and so on. Well, here again, that's a form of flatter. It's a form of bribery and it's used to make her blind. Uh, if you I don't know, we haven't read the verses on bribery yet, but a bribery blinds. And so that's what this stuff does. It blinds her to the real nature of things so that she'll stay there. It's always designed it's always designed this continued continued love bombing flattery then after a blow up is always designed to maintain power and control okay that that's what makes the abuser tick power and control and so you know I, i've got it all right i'll i'll flatter her here i'll send the flowers and so forth and then she'll just kind of forget something else that happens by this it's called what we call crazy making because it's like Hey, the night before there was this raging, you slammed in the wall. Now there's no mention of that. And here comes these flowers. So what's real? I can't trust my own perceptions. And that's what he wants you to do. You know, you know, he's going to define your reality. So then the cycle will continue. Things will, might be okay for a while. Everything going along smoothly or so forth. And then maybe, you know, things are building with him because he's seeing, well, I don't want her to get too free here now thinking this. So I better show her who's boss again. And so, boom, here's this other explosion of abuse. And it just keeps going on and on. And what we've got to face up to is it's never going to stop. All right. You're not going to fix it. You're not going to change him. Um, and, uh, and so uh, you have to, there's only one, solution here and that is to get free of a of a toxic person like that you've got to get free and i realize that that's not easy that's where we mentioned that escape plan that you can right. you we're not saying that it's an easy you know we're not saying um well come on man. why do you stay with the guy why don't you just leave well especially if you have kids maybe he's got all the money and the strings attached they're on the economic. So, well, how, how do you leave then? Where do I go? What do I do? And yeah, how, how everything is so complicated for a person trying to escape, especially if the victim is the woman and maybe she gave up her career and she's been staying home with the kids or something like that. I, I hear this story so often. Now, you mentioned the stages of the cycle of abuse and those I'll just briefly state here. Stage one is a tension building stage. Stage two, there's an incidence of violence. Stage three is reconciliation, where that's probably where the love bombing's coming in. And then stage four, there's a season of calm. And the person who's the victim in this situation is starting to have their own mental health issues because during the season of calm, maybe things are going to be acting fine. And you're trying to figure out how not to repeat any particular behavior that set that person off that time, if there's even going to ever be a consistent way of finding out if the person does it. But what we need to remember when he says um, that you've got to accept that these abusers do not change. Well, it's a common response from Christendom would be that, oh, you can't say that a person can't change. God can change anyone. Well, let me just remind you that now this is going to sound very harsh, but God 
is it created hell. It is going to be populated and it's going to be populated with those that did not change and stayed in a constant state of rebellion to God. And he does not love them. And they are cast into eternal hell and that where they will be completely separated from God forever in a constant state of unforgiven forever. The forgiven will be with the Lord forever. Those are the, those are among, and there's a whole bunch of theology there, but obviously they're not the ones that are the unrepentant, perpetual, continual, never turning from their wicked ways toward others. Those are what we're talking about here. People who are not going to change, they're going to continually make their person their victim. It is not the right path to say, let's work on marriage counseling with a person like this, this person needs their own psychiatrist, psychologist, and let a preacher work on it if they want to. But you've got to help this person get out of an abusive relationship. Now, there are scriptures out there that Jesus gave no place himself. He didn't have tolerance for those who tempted him with flattery. And uh, we were reviewing a couple of those verses. And one of those was in Luke 20. Okay. Let's, yeah, It there. was Luke uh, 20, verses 20 and 23, right? So... Yeah. Here it is, Luke 20, 20. So they, these are the scribes and chief priests, enemies. They watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere. See, that's what the flatterer does. Pretending to be sincere so that they might catch him in something he said. So as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, and so he 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 exposed them at that point they had to kill him because he was exposed he was exposing but yeah there it is so they pretended to be sincere and that's what the flatterer does then too yeah and Uh, in matthew 7 not everyone that says to me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven so in other words there's people out there who are among your christian uh counterparts that are saying, Lord, Lord, like as if they're a Christian, but they are not part of the kingdom. The Lord sees them for what they are. It says, the Lord says, their hearts are far from me. Yeah, well, just a follow up on that quick is that um, as you see, it doesn't take long to see that the Bible is just filled with warnings about these kinds of people. So for, for instance, what about, I mean, what conservative Bible church, for example, is going to deny that Jesus said this in Matthew 7, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruits. So, oh, yo, you bet. We believe it, that there are false prophets who come to the church in sheep's clothing. But it, but usually what they'll do in churches is limit that to somebody that's teaching false doctrine, a heresy or something. But it goes much wider than that. The flatterer that we're talking about is a person, well, I, I call them wolves in wool, right? Because that's what they are. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. The, the true self and the false self type type thing uh the other verses here in galatians 4 verse 17 where false teachers you know had come into the churches of galatia had duped them oh oh foolish galatians paul hammers you know who has bewitched you um and that's what flattery does it it bewitches 
a person. It blinds them. You don't even want to start to go down that path. Because once the spell is cast on you, have you ever tried to talk to somebody who's already been duped by a wicked person because of flattery and so forth? I mean, it's very frustrating because unfortunately, they're going to have to learn the hard way to wake up. You, you can't tell. Them. So you don't want to get. So anyway, here are these false teachers come into Galatian churches and, and say, and Paul says, you know, Am I your enemy by telling you the truth? These guys, they make much of you. They're flattering you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. So the idea is they're, they're deceiving, they're flattering, and so that they, they suck you in and you get a, so that you, but what they really want is you to flatter them, make much of them. That's what they're really after. Yeah. In and Romans 16, 17 and 18, it says, mark those which cause division and offenses contrary to the word of God and avoid them. And then it goes on to say in 18, they, um, they do not serve the Lord Jesus Christ, um, but their own belly. They're, they're getting what they want. They're here to get what they want. And by their good words and fair speeches, another version would probably say it a little better, deceive the hearts of the simple or naive or those that may be ignorant to these kind of powers that people have. I mean, especially if people um, start young, young, when I, we're letting our kids date in high school, that's something that is easy place where they are simpler minded, they're they're more naive to the world. They haven't been trained that there's these psychological, psychopathic raisins out there because they were one. They some people are raising them, right? They're raising these kind of kids. They the parent knows the tendency. My ex son-in-law, who ended up being the abuser, it wouldn't be until after I saw he was victimizing my daughter that I confronted um, the family because I knew the family. And said, I need to have a better understanding about him because what she's reporting is happening in the house doesn't match the man I thought he was and the man y'all led me to believe he was. And I asked that in a very cunning way to get confession and get information. And that re revelation was the reality that we we knew he was very controlling. He's all, that we thought that your daughter was because she was so strong willed, she'd be able to not be controlled by him like he does with everybody else. And she also revealed how the father had been a very violent man in the home where he put his hands through the wall, fists through the walls with his temper and and screamed a lot at the kids. So he was already a rager, you know, and, and there's like criteria for preachers and, and they're not supposed to be a character trait that has these violent tendencies. So this boy had been raised in that by a preacher's son, dad who did not control his rage and his anger. So, um, you know, it's not that you're saying that if you're one of these victims out there, that you're a simple person, but you're just naive that these kind of people exist. I mean, the, in the word of God, we hear the word hypocrite often. We've all heard it preached that there are hypocrites. The Lord definitely recognizes there are people who honor them with their lips, but their heart is far from the Lord. And that that's in Mark 7, 6. So we have deceivers among us. We all accept that there's wolves and wool, as Pastor Crippen uses that word. I love it how he says that. Um, 
they, they pretend like they're Christian. So it should not surprise you when a woman comes and says he's somebody else behind closed doors or she's somebody else behind closed doors. You need to pay attention. The Lord- Yeah, right. And uh, what what happens, I mean, it happened to me early, early on, earlier in my ministry uh, is that if we aren't, if we aren't training our pastors and we're not training our young people and and people in our churches about evil all right that and and this this is evil and that this is how this works you know uh wicked people have a true self and a false self so we're not we're not wise to that so when somebody comes as i i had mentioned michelle earlier um a a fella that i knew once uh, he he was a, a good man, a Christian man, and but he came to me once, and he worked for another guy that I knew, and he said, "You know, you know, the guy that you know at church, there, there's this, there's two of him. There's the one that I see when I work with him, and then there's the guy that you see um, at church." And that was kind of I was still in the process of learning about this stuff and and realizing it. And uh, but you see, if somebody hasn't um, been trained to be wise about these things and you're a pastor, for instance, and a lady comes into your into your office and says, look, at this is what's happening to me at home. This is who he really is at church. It's somebody else. And, and you're like, whoa, you know what? What is this? I don't know what. And, and your default position, you're going to default to no 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 i the guy that i see at church i I know i know this guy you know it can't be she she must be just trying to whatever you see yeah here's a psalm 22 uh, i'm sorry psalm 12 too they speak vainly with their neighbor with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak so pastor Crippen just brought to your attention that the abuser has a true self and a false self that's a double personality there's two sides to them so it should not surprise us if you're just naive to the, the evil that's in this world because the word of god is reminding you that there's no in psalm 59 there's no faithfulness in their mouth their inward parts are very wicked. Their tongue is, they flatter with their tongue. The, the throat is even compared to being a tomb of death. And that um, in Psalm 62, four, they delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. So, so the person that's cursing inwardly while you're thinking they're sitting there agreeing with you in a church setting is literally seething inside of themselves and it's very likely going to be once they get behind closed doors that that seething feeling that their um, their true self is experiencing is going to be taken out on the victim at home. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, what really should just kind of blow us away here is that, um, and I, I know this firsthand because I went to seminary and it was a professing Bible believing, so we believe the Bible is the word of God and and they did. But in my years at seminary, and I was there for a while, I got like for a year and a half, I got a master's degree in theology. And I I'm just trying to tell you how long I was there. And then it took like three years or so to get the master of divinity degree. So I was there for for quite some time. And 
in that time, no exaggeration, in that time, these things were never addressed. Now, there was one course in counseling where they were going to address, um, oh, what do they call something, psychology, when you're studying the wicked mind, the, the title. So, okay. But anyway, but it was very superficial. And it was out here. It was theoretical. It was never brought home. Uh, because the people that are teaching these courses, they're not wise in this themselves. They've learned about, um, you know, about personality disorders and things like that. But they never bring them home and say, so guys, when you become a pastor and in your churches, let me show you how this is going to play itself out here. That never happened. There was never any connect there. The only, in fact, what I found in seminary was there was pressure put on. It was unspoken. It was covert. But it was, we don't want to hear negative things. We want to see things positive. So here, we're going to have a course on leadership. And we're going to talk about vision casting. Identify a vision for your church. And how, you know, I mean, this is going to work. Your church is going to grow and, uh, and so those are the things that, so then here comes the pastor. Well, what's going to happen when a case of this kind of evil comes into his office in the form of the victim? And, well, what's going to happen? He's, you know what's going to happen. He's not, she's not going to be believed. She's going to be told she has to stay married to the person. And that, in fact, you know, it's 50-50 deal. She, you know, you're probably, you need to learn how to not set them off or something, you know, and be a better wife, be more submissive and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. I've had a counselor that uh, draws out the reality that God created us as mind, body, soul, and spirit. And that sometimes children can have this happen in their childhood, but it can happen to a perfectly um, sound person who is their true self, living their true self. And they end up married to a person and the, and the, preachers are saying, what are you doing to contribute to this? You need to be able to find out what his triggers are and avoid doing it. They're literally having to stop their true self from being able to be fully expressed. They they have to change themselves to survive an environment like this um, because the environment is not set for their survival if they do set off these people. And if they're coming to you and, and confessing that this kind of destruction is happening to them, for you to go and say, you've got to alter yourself to be able to cope with them is a form of saying, we're going to do nothing with him and, and we need to do something with him. This person is a destroyer. Um, although flattery gives the impression of building up the other person that um, somebody may be using, it actually works against them. And Proverbs 26, 28 says a flattering mouth works ruin. So it ruins and destroys. And then again, it says that Proverbs 29, 5, a, a man that flatters his neighbors spreads a net for his neighbor's feet. So that sounds like a trap. There's a trap being set up. So if you're going to church with this kind of man, there's a trap being set either for the church, for other congreg congregants, but most certainly for the people in his intimate relationship. And, the, and if they have children, there's no way out for these kids. In a custody battle, it's almost impossible to be able to prove how somebody is behind closed doors. Yeah, it. I think we always, in that respect, we always need to remind ourselves we weren't there. 
she was the victim is but we we weren't there you're not an eyewitness you don't really know what what's going on in regard to the true and false self thing that plays in here is uh, i was i was reading about that recently this really makes sense in the the deceptive flatterer the the raisin the abuser um the, the true self we're not on video, so but I'm holding my hands up here, kind of far apart, right? The true, the, the in the abuser, in the raisin, the hands are far apart, the true self and the false self. When a more healthy person, a safe person that we can be around, that all of us hope that we are more like, the true self and the false self are more closely integrated. Now, now that, in other words, to, to a degree, we want to be what people see is what they get. All right. That's what you want. What you see is what you get, what the person really is. Then so and let, let's face it. I mean, we have to confess none of us are perfectly integrated. We will be someday. But right now we all have a true self and a false self. And but but with these kind of wicked people, flatters and so on, my hands are far apart. You know, they're. Yeah, there. And so, but these are the things, you know, one thing that, that happens, especially in conservative churches and conservative seminaries, is that psychology is seen as evil. Okay. And psychology is seen. So, the stuff that we're talking about right here, for instance, there would be con very conservative churches and pastors and so forth who would say, you guys are into psychobabble. You know, you're you guys are into this secular stuff. Um, you, you're not into the word of God. Well, what have we been doing? We've been citing verse after verse here that's that that's in the Bible. But what I've found is that um, sure, we know that there are uh, false anti-biblical things taught in psychology classes and in, you know, they don't. They don't have a real handle on the fact that man is fallen in sin. Sin doesn't come up a whole lot. But nevertheless, you will find that um, some of the many of the uh, secular things that are not written from a Christian perspective, but they're uh, on, on, on narcissism, for example, or or. Um, you know the without conscience there's a book on on psychopathy and so on that will like open your eyes the reason michelle and i are citing able to cite bible verses on this subject is because some of the help we've had from secular sources to say look we've studied this abuse we've studied the abuser and this is what we've found and then things start going off in your head and Hey, I think the Bible has some things to say about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to throw out some Bible verses really quick so that we'll have it. We only have a, a couple of minutes left. I want you to focus on any that you want to share too. In Job 32, neither let me give flattering titles unto man. The Lord does not bless those who use flattery. Okay. So, if you're getting report, if you're seeing this, this is actually anti God, anti the Lord. Um, Proverbs 24, the wicked, though, though they act righteous, 
Um, him shall the people curse and nations shall abhor him. Psalms 12, the Lord will cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things. The word clearly warns us of dangers of accepting flattery that even get receiving it. It says to keep from um, keep from the evil woman that flatters you with her tongue of you know a strange woman who's trying to lure in your sons, lure in you as a man. She is flattering you so that she can seduce you and bring you into the pit of hell with her. She wants you to give up your purity for her. And the Lord is saying that she'll use flattery to do so. In Proverbs 20, it says to not even meddle with those that flatter with their lips. Don't even, don't even engage with these kind of people. And in Luke 6, woe unto you when men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. So, so that, so bad's coming to you. So the, the very essence of recognizing there is a flatterer that's bribing the people with their words. It, the Lord is showing how much he is opposed to this and against this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't have time to get through this important part, but uh, I will write an article on this next week, kind of a follow-up on what we're talking about here. So it won't come out this week, but it'll come out next week. This whole subject of, well, okay, then, how do you discover the true self, right? How do you know a person? That's a pretty profound question. How do you know a person then? And uh, And so we'll... I'll just name one. All right. Oh here's, here's one. Obey God. So many of the people that I know that have been drawn in by the abuser's flattery, they got seduced. They went to bed with them. They violated God's word and then they were hooked. Right. And so obey God, obey his word. But I'll, I'll have some others in that article. Yeah, that sounds wonderful, Pastor Kerbin. Thank you so much for bringing this to us today to be continued in our next month's event at the end of March. The goal of Nurses Out Loud is to help empower you and to help you be able to identify the darkness that's around you, the evil that's around you, and to know that it's there and to help you not be one of the victims so that you can go forward and walk in who you are and who God made you to be. And I'm thankful for Pastor Crippen, what he's doing to expose how love bombing and flattery are hated by the God of the universe. And it's throughout the word of God that this is something we should all reject and consider red flags and relationships that your children and those your friends and those in your church are a part of. And we want to be a part of exposing it for what it is so that less victims are within our pool of friends. So thank you for being with us today on Nurses Out Loud. See you on the next discussion of abuse coming up at the end of March. It's time.